From the last week of April to the first week of September, the cinema explodes with action, drama, and comedy all jammed together into one unofficial genre. The 18 to 20 weeks of the summer blockbuster season is always a memorable time as most of the top grossing movies from the time, this time of the year will be on the top grossing films of the full year list by the end of December. Today we will take a look at what's to come for this year's summer blockbuster season. Hello as always and welcome back to 21st Century Cinema. I'm one of your hosts Joseph Delavecca and joined by always is my co-host Ava Carvello. Hello. We're back, Ava. We are back. We it's took been a, a while. You know, we, we took a few weeks off, but um, yeah. we're back. Yep. Finals uh, kicked my ass. I, I know they're to come for you. <laughs> yeah. Today, we are talking about the summer blockbuster um, of 2019. Yeah, exciting. Um, very exciting. It promises to be a big year. A lot of people are excited. I have some colorful opinions. I don't know about you. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we do this. Yeah. So today we're just going to talk about what's to come. The 11 top movies predicted for the summer blockbuster. We'll give you guys our expectations, what to expect, and from there we'll move on to tell you what's to come next yeah. week because we have something really exciting planned. Yep. So to start off, we are going to talk about Avengers Endgame. The, the big one. The movie that everyone's talking about. Yep. Uh, the movie with more secrecy than an HBO production, Yeah. which is pretty big. Game of Thrones... We don't even know where they filmed, actually, season 8 of Game of Thrones. But Marvel has way more secrets than that. Yeah, and there's never been a movie like this with... Like, the hype for this movie, I think, is more than any movie, save maybe, like, I don't know, Infinity War or whatever. But even, like, the amount of A-list actors, and, yeah, like you said, secrecy, and just... Like, there's never been a movie like this before, and there's never been... And they've done a lot of really great PR stunts with the secrecy. Oh, yeah. There was one just the other day, Paul Rudd posted a video on all of his social media of him trying to interrogate the Russo brothers for evidence, (laughs) and then right when they're about to reveal all the secrets, they discover his hidden camera. So, they're doing a lot of great PR work, and just getting all the fans very excited. They've released a letter demanding that nobody spoil it. There was some clips that leaked of the whole movie in general, which I will admit I did take a look at. I don't know if you ended I up... I did not, you because did not I'm take a good a look fan. At. Well, I took a look at them. There's So I won't, of course, spoil anything, but I just want to say there's some really great things to come, some really interesting things. Yeah. And if the leaks that were written out, there was no footage of, but if the ones that were written out were true, there's a lot of things that I think Marvel fans will be excited about for the future post yeah. this movie. But there's also some things that I think will make some fans yeah. angry. Those but. leaks are always inevitable, but mm-hmm. I feel like they handled it well by telling people that it like it does kind of ruin your experience of the movie. You want to experience it how it's meant to be enjoyed and not like know mm-hmm. the plot lines or the points beforehand. So, I mean, as far as leaks go, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a huge one, right? There wasn't like... There wasn't anything big. No, yeah. there wasn't anything really big. It was all stuff that honestly that already leaked online by toys that you can expect is going to happen. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I have no idea who dies in it. I I think they're going to kill uh, Iron Man, though. Oh, I, that, that's my speculation, is that they're going to kill Iron Man. They're going to keep Captain America. I heard this really I, great theory oh, yeah? that I agree with. Is that, because somebody said to me, as I mentioned in our MCU episode, that Captain America can't retire. He has to continue on. Someone suggested he becomes the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Director oh, yeah, Steve I Rogers. I can see that. But I can also really see Cap, like, dying. Like, mm-hmm. literally just dying yeah. in that movie. I think him and Iron Man might both die. That's what I think. They happen. if killing off their two stars like would be a bold move for Marvel. Yeah. I think I think they'd be okay afterwards, but I, it would be a very bold move. Yeah. Well, they just announced what a Winter Soldier and Falcon movie. Which uh, is very it's a TV exciting. show for or a TV Plus. show. Sorry, a TV mm-hmm. show, 
which still is then like the Captain America franchise past Captain America in a way. So for so. anyone who listened to our last MCU episode and thought our Falcon Winter Soldier information was false, um, they're doing that show, so... Haters. Okay. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Um, moving on to our next movie, Toy Story 4 is coming out. So Ooh. years after Toy Story 3 broke people's hearts, um, <laughs> when the toys almost died in a fire, uh, Toy Story 4 is coming back. Bo Peep is returning for this one. Yeah, They're gonna be at a festival. Key and Peel <laughs> are there for some reason. Um, I'm really excited that the Key and Peel are doing something. Yeah. Together, though, even if it is just a small animated role, they haven't done anything together since Keanu in 2016, which yeah, was a, a while. fantastic comedy. And they were, like, a comedy, like, powerhouse, and they just mm-hmm. kind of split ways, kind of, you know. Which I understand, yeah. you know, Key wanted to keep doing comedy, and Jordan Peele wanted to explore and see and... what he could do, which he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see them reuniting on it. Um, I'm just I... excited to see Woody and Buzz again. Mm-hmm. Nice, right? Yeah. Toy Story is everyone's favorite. Like, you're not allowed to hate Toy Story. Mm-hmm. You can't. So it's yeah. nice to see it come back. Although I did think that they were done after Toy Story 3. Like, it was a really good way to wrap up the series. It was. But um, Tim Allen, who plays Buzz Lightyear, said that, like, he cried while doing, oh, really? doing Toy Story 4. So apparently it's supposed to be a very emotional end. And there's also a interesting thing in this movie i think it's just interesting if we want to dive into the universe here sure. there's an arts and crafts project that becomes a toy it's a spork with like pipe cleaner arms and oh. like little like rubber shoes That's and cute, it yeah. becomes alive but it's actually voiced by i forget the actor's name but he does buster's voice he plays buster on arrested development oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, and he's in um veep too yeah yeah yes so he is uh, actually doing the voice of yeah uh the spork which I don't it's, know if they've released the name for the sport yet yeah. or not, but... It's kind of weird that all these A-list actors do all these kids' movies, and kids have literally no clue what they're doing. Oh, Tony Hale. Yeah, Tony, Tony Hale. Hale. He is Tony Hale. So, I'm... Um, just kind of brings different audiences to it. But, I mean, Toy Story, like, I don't want to say it, but it does kind of feel like Disney's kind of milking for the Oh, they're, they're milking for because it. Because Toy Story are. 3 was the perfect wrap-up. Wrap mm-hmm. I love that movie. But, I mean, you can't really go wrong with Toy Story, so unless they, like, really mess it up, this is going to be good, too. Yeah. So it, that one will be definitely interesting to see, and I think that one may make, probably, it won't make as much as Endgame, but I think yeah. it'll make, besides Endgame, it'll make the most but this summer. everyone's gonna go see Toy yeah. Story. Kids, families, adults, old people, everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's gonna for see everyone. Okay. Mm, that's not all Disney There's has more. this summer, oh, though. Right. They've got something that really makes me mad, and we're, <gasps> we're gonna talk about this. Okay. Disney is making a live act, well, they're claiming it's live action, but let's be honest, it's, it's CGI. CGI, The Lion King. I don't know. I'm impartial. I think they always just make live-action versions of the originals. Mm-hmm. It's never as good. It's just them looking to make people feel nostalgic and making money. But it's enjoyable. I'm, I'm not against it. I'm one of the people that enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. I didn't yeah, know I, like I enjoy it. It's good. It was but good. it I added it. more on than the actual movie. That's the thing. It added more on, and it had a few things that was its own. Mm-hmm. The Lion King is not offering us anything new. The CGI doesn't even look that great. Us. I hate the way uh, Scar looks. I compare Scar to, like, he's the lion equivalent to a teenage junkie. That's well, how he looks. Okay. Well, it's tricky for the CGI. I think it is, like, a big project for them to take on because they want it... They're trying to make the lines look as realistic as possible while still displaying, like, human emotion on their face. I think Lion King was fine the way it was made the first time. Like, the animation really... Like, you try any other style, it won't work out the same way, especially trying to do it that realistic take. But I'm not going to, like, judge it before I've seen the full movie. Afterwards, we can talk about if the animation was, like, clunky or... You know, like, do you know what Uncanny Valley is? Yes. Like, in that uncanny valley where things are almost realistic, but just a little bit off. So it just kind of, like, has that little layer of, like, disturbing or just unsettling. 
So I have a feeling the movie might end up in Uncanny Valley. What I've seen uh, a, a lot online is people like, it's the Lion King for the next generation. And I really hate that excuse because... I think the Lion King is the Lion King for yeah, the next the generation. Yeah, the Lion King is perfectly fine the way it is. Yeah. It's, perf- it's my favorite Disney movie of all I'm time. I'm pretty sure it came out like before my generation, quote mm-hmm. unquote. It came out in the 90s. Yeah, the, it came out before yeah. I was born, but I still... Like, I know yeah, it. I everybody's, still grew up with pretty it. much everybody's Even seen, little it. Kids have seen it. And so. it's still a great movie to show kids, and it holds up. And the yeah. animation's still pretty good. I feel like it's just, I'd rather see newer content from Disney. Like, Toy Story 4, I'm, I'm more excited for, I would say, mm-hmm. than just revamping old stuff and maybe adding stuff onto it. Because... Even though Toy Story 4, like you said, is milking that cash cow, it's, it's, it's expanding on to the world yeah. and giving us something new. Yeah. And, I mean, it could be really good. A lot of big names in there. And, I mean, the animation, it looks all right, but like I said, it might be an Uncanny Valley, which is kind of concerning. I'm probably not going to see it in theaters, wow. thinking. I won't be, I won't lie, I'm really just trying to protest how much against no. this I am, so... I probably won't see it in theaters. You hear that, Disney? Joseph yeah. Delavecchi has not seen your movie. Yeah, I know. It, it hurts. <laughs> it, they are crying right now over all the billions of dollars they're still going to make from this thing. Yeah. And that okay. me. Moving on, we have um, pop culture is making a big splash. Uh, so if you grew up anytime between the 90s and now, there's a good chance you grew up with Pokemon in one way or another. Oh, yeah. Detective Pikachu is hitting the screens. <laughs> Something that I thought was dumb and would look terrible because the video game, which I'm guessing you never played. No. The video game was not good at all. And Pikachu's voice was like a Danny DeVito on hardcore drugs. Like it was. Yeah. It's it's unsettling. I I know of it. Yeah. Um, This movie looks uh, really good. It does. I love Ryan Reynolds. And like saying Ryan Reynolds is going to play Pikachu. If you said that like, I don't know, three years ago, I'd be like. Yeah, okay. Like, I'd laugh. I thought it's, it was a joke. It's so funny, but it's so absurd. satisfying at the same it's time. It's so good. It's perfect. Like, mm-hmm. from the trailer, it's just like, no no one else can be Pikachu yeah. now. The trailer looks really interesting and really good. And I'm just really funny. excited to see what they do with it. And very, like, lighthearted and, yeah, it looks mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's definitely one of the things I'm more excited for. I don't expect it to be, like, I don't expect it to be great and something we're going to talk about at the Oscars at the end of this oh, year. Yeah. But I do expect it to be that good summer blockbuster movie. Yeah, as far as, just like... Just enjoy yourself summer blockbusters go a lot of them are just kind of like you watch them once then you like forget about them i have a feeling this one won't be like that but it's not going to be the movies that you talk about for like years after because again it is just going to be like a family blockbuster movie just meant for everyone to go out and enjoy let's shift gears back to disney just a little bit for a few seconds spider-man far from home is coming out this july if you want to know more about spider-man far from home and what we think there's an episode about the upcoming mcu right before this one it's our third podcast episode you should check it out to know more. But we will tell you latest developments. Spider-Man, Home, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home's uh, release date has been moved up three days. And this is something I want to talk about. It is now on a Tuesday. That's weird to me. Movie on a Tuesday. Usually you see them later in the week or the weekend. The cause... last time I saw Disney do this was when Moana. They moved Moana up to a Tuesday release as well. Yeah. I, I think it's because that money will ultimately transpire into the upcoming weekend's box office. So I think they're just trying to pump out as much money for that yeah. weekend's box office as they can. Yeah. Even though nobody's really going up see, against it. I don't really know who goes out to see movies on Tuesdays, but this way it kind of puts people, the people who would normally see it on 
Fridays, it won't be as packed as well, I mm-hmm. think, for the opening, because some people would, would rather wait to the weekend well, anyways. So most people see movies shows. on Tuesdays, like the casual movie never does, because it, well, yeah, it's certain, cheap Tuesday. Yeah, for certain so uh, cinemas. They may be trying to play at that card. Theaters. I don't really understand it, but it's a very interesting movie. I think you're right that they're trying to make it so that when it says, like, oh, this is how much money they made this first weekend, all those mm-hmm. days kind of get totaled into yeah. it. So it's that... been actually a five-day run instead of a three-day run. Yeah, but it, the total's still displayed as if it was a three-day mm-hmm. run. All right, let's move back from Disney for, like, three or four movies. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson. They're reuniting for their big summer blockbuster, Men in Black. Oh, yeah. I think it mm-hmm. is promising. I think it looks fantastic. I think it looks great. I love both of them, and I, they have great chemistry. They do have great chemistry, and I also like that this is not... Um, I, for, I honestly don't know who makes Men in Black. I don't know the studio. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I like that they're not just rebooting it. It's Different. It's, it's technically a sequel, because yeah. it's called International. It takes place in the UK, and there are characters from the first three movies with Will Smith mm-hmm. that are going to be returning at MIB headquarters. So it's just expanding on that world. Yeah, I like that. And a lot of these blockbusters aren't, like, necessarily entirely original, but this one is still different, and I feel like we can expect something not the same as the past few movies. And it's a whole new creative team, so you know you're going to get something new out of it and something fresh. I do love the Men in Black movies, though, so Mm -hmm. The Men in Black movies are great, so hopefully this lives up to it, but also is its own thing. Yeah. Moving on, we have a uh, biopic that a lot of people are excited for. Yeah. Uh, Elton John has a biopic. Rocket Man, starring Taron Egerton. Yeah. And you can first see these two actually pair up together on screen in Kingsman uh, number two, The Golden Circle. They got together, and I loved their chemistry on scene. It's how they met and also how Elton John picked Taron, Mm because he had to approve, and he approved Taron to play the role. Uh, They... Did a performance together a few weeks ago. Yeah. They perform- I forget great. which song of his he Tiny performed. Dancer. Tiny I Dancer. Think. It was fantastic. Elton played piano and Taryn sung. Yeah, it sounded really good. They were amazing together. I love so, Taryn. Taryn's fantastic in everything he's yeah. done, except for Robin Hood this past year. Okay, but which yeah. It was not good <laughs> at like, all. Um, yeah, with like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, everyone was like, oh, Rami Malek, he's not the right choice, whatever. But straight off the bat, I'm already feeling good about uh, Taryn Egerton. But looking at the trailer, there's like, I can't remember what the line was. There's just one line that he delivers really awkwardly, and I like, cringed when I heard it. I mean, not that I could do a better job, but I was <laughs> like, oh, like that just doesn't seem natural. It just seemed like force, but. So Trailers are also always though like a mashup, so yeah, we don't know. We don't it, may, know it may it may look better in the actual. So movie. I am worried that it'll be a huge letdown because you know I love Elton John, I love Taron Egerton, and Richard Madden is in it too, and I love him from Game of Thrones and Bodyguard, right? Fantastic actor. So it's one of those movies that I'm so excited for, but I have a feeling I'm kind of nervous for it too because I want it to be good, and if it's not good, I'm just going to be kind of like let down and bummed out. Yeah. No, I think I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think even if it isn't that good, everyone's gonna have problems with it. Like everyone had problems with Rhapsody. Yeah, of That's course. gonna be it. Like, I know some people have problems with Rhapsody because it wasn't as close to Freddie Mercury's life. I have a friend yeah, who yeah. does who sees it like that. But I don't care about that. Like it's Hollywood. You're automatically gonna get it's, that that Hollywood finesse. Like if it's it. a good movie, it's a good movie. Like mm-hmm. take out the realistic whatever. It's not true to this or yeah. this. If it's enjoyable and you it's you keep thinking about it, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm going to this movie to have fun, not really for the... Um, Elton John didn't actually say those words to John Lennon, same. guys. Let's, but let's get it right. Those like specific kind of realistic details in it can be like the cherry on top and really make the movie more fun. So like I'm not like going to criticize it for that, but if it has that added, you know, everything is not perfect, but as close to realistic as it could be, that has me excited too. 
Plus, Taron Egerton is actually singing in the movie, which I love that it's kind of authentic mm-hmm. and he's doing it all. Yeah. Not like how they it's just good. had um, uh, Rami do, like, lip syncing and stuff. Yeah, it's, I'm it's actually... It's going to be an actual performance. Going back to that, in the podcast episode that we talked about that, mm-hmm. I said that, oh, I wanted this YouTuber to play Freddie Mercury. I recently found out that he's the one who sung for Freddie Mercury in the movie, Mark Martell. Part of it. Part, part of it, yeah. yeah. Part of, he fills in, like, some gaps, but... Yeah, I mm-hmm. actually just found that out recently. I'm like, oh, sick, so I... I got my dream, kind of. Kind of. So, yeah, it was cool. Just a little bit. Now, if our uh, producer sitting off to the side, Katie, if you want to weigh in (laughs) on this next movie, because I know that you have some feelings, because when the trailer came on in the theater when we were watching something a few weeks ago, I said that, oh, I'm I'm not excited for this, but I think it looks cool and like a fun action movie. She immediately was not on board with it. Um, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and (laughs) Shaw. All right. Um, She's saying she doesn't want to comment, but I know... No? Okay. She's giving us a huge thumbs down. Yeah. But, uh, okay, thumbs up or thumbs down. Are you uh, excited about this movie, Katie? Do you think it's a good idea? She no. says she's not excited. I'm going to be completely honest. I've never seen a Fast and Furious movie. I have. They're z- not that great. I have zero intention on seeing a Fast and Furious movie. They're not that great, but they are... They're funny to watch and, like, think about how realistic this is, because it's not. That's, yeah. But they're they're okay movies to turn your brain off. Some of them are good turn to, like, to turn off. your brain off and watch. Everybody has, like, that, a popcorn oh, movie. You just God. turn your brain off and watch it. I know a lot of people, like, love the movies, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's... I mean, I haven't seen it. I can't talk. But I don't know if it's, like... You're saying that it's just kind of, like, a brain... Like, you have no thoughts to enjoy it. It's just kind of mindless it's entertainment. Pretty, it's pretty... It's mindless explosions entertainment. Well, I know a lot of people, like, mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoy it, so I'm not gonna yeah. badmouth it, but... I don't know. But There's gonna be a next one anyways. There so. is. But why I think this one is good is because this is... It's a spinoff. It's not an actual Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. It's a spinoff. And it stars uh, Jason Statham and The Rock who play Hobbs Ooh, and Shaw. I love the Rock. And they actually have amazing chemistry on screen. Mm-hmm. In the eighth movie, they were they just pretty much did most of their scenes together because The Rock and uh, Vin Diesel don't get along. I was about to say The Rock and Dwayne Wait, Johnson. Really? Yeah. Um, the Rock and Dwayne Johnson don't get along, people. But um, The yeah. Rock and Vin Diesel, they don't get along. And so they he did most of his scenes with Jason Statham. And they have just this phenomenal, fun chemistry. And it really, it really comes across in the trailers. I feel like The Rock is just kind of like that with a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, allegedly not Vin Diesel, but with most people... Like it's Kevin just, Hart. Like Kevin Hart. Just mm-hmm. amazing chemistry. I think it's just because he's like... Seems like such, such such a genuinely like good guy. And like fun He's very charismatic. And charismatic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just easygoing. So... Like in the earlier days of Screen yeah. Junkies, when they were more getting started, um, he did a lot of stuff for them. A lot of PR stuff with them. Yeah. Like he was always really supportive of them. So, like, he's really great And with his everyone. movies can go either way. Sometimes he's in movies that aren't quite the greatest. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, he's in other movies that are just absolutely phenomenal, so anything with him in it, I just automatically see, because I love him. Why not? Yeah. No, So I'm, I'm excited just see to see. One, yeah. Yeah, it's It's mindless fun. It finally puts Idris Elba in a nice, fun bad guy role, which oh, looks yeah. great, and it just looks like some mindless fun that you can have and just see have some good laughs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to see it. Not very excited about it, but I'm going to see it. Okay, we're going to shift back to Disney for two... Well, Disney and a half, I'm going to say. Disney's like three quarters of these movies. Disney, because Disney's taken over everything. It's a monopoly. It, it has, and that's something we that's really need to discuss in a future probably episode. Probably not okay, but yeah, let's we just We really need to discuss how that's impacting cinema eventually. Aladdin is also getting a live-action remake this summer. Um, so, this... the first trailer, the genie looked terrible. <laughs> they fixed it up, though. Yeah. He looks a lot better. But Jafar oh, sounds like he's a five-year-old kid. It doesn't, yeah, nothing about this movie has me excited. Nothing. Like, it's not... At all. <sighs> it just looks like an anti-Anakin Skywalker movie, because all yeah. we've seen is just clips of sand. <laughs> and even, like, 
like all of the promo like posters they literally look like pop-up ads for like those sketchy casino apps that's what they look like like that i haven't gotten well one of these but i've I just got them this. on like, the sides of websites and just like what they've posted on the instagram it just doesn't look professional or up to Disney's standards. The only thing I saw was the Entertainment Weekly picture of Aladdin and Will Smith's genie sitting down and they're like talking on the carpet. That's the only thing I really saw. And also, I don't know if Will Smith is the best choice for the genie or if they just got excited that Will Smith was willing to join Disney. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. I think if they were really smart, what they should have done is the guy who played, um... They should have just not done this movie if they were smart. Well, yeah, but they're, they're trying to make money and just cue people's nostalgia is the guy who played the genie on the broadway show his name's i think james like Miglehart. i could be getting that wrong it's something like that he is phenomenal he would be so great as the genie i encourage everyone to look up uh the aladdin broadway production because it's so good and all of his all of his songs are just like phenomenal and he captures the pure essence of the genie but it's different from like the original one but it's still like just as good but just in a different way so my main problem with this is that, A, there's a Broadway play that's already great, like The Lion King. Yes. But also, like I said about The Lion King earlier, this Aladdin remake, it's not really offering us anything new. Every single trailer and teaser we've seen have just been shot-by-shot remakes of yeah. the animated one. It's not offering us anything new or exciting. It's it's just... I, yeah. Why? Like, that's all I can say. I just look at this and I'm like, I'll, I will see this movie over The Lion King remake, <laughs> but why? I think... There's a difference between this one and the Lion King remake, where I don't think anyone was asking for a CGI Lion King one. Nobody was. But everyone was talking about, oh, if they do a live-action Aladdin, they should do this. Oh, when's live-action Aladdin? So they were actually being asked for this one, so I can recognize and appreciate that. But I think they should have maybe listened to what people were talking about and actually looked into it, because the casting isn't great on that, any means. And they had this movie, they, they wanted to do, like they did with Maleficent, a villain story on Cruella DeVille. And they casted Emma Stone years ago, and they just haven't touched it, and it's just been yeah. sitting on the shelf. Like, I Emma Stone wouldn't have been good for that part. I even her, so, but... though, I would rather see that because it's, it's a little something, a little bit new than just these remakes. Like the yeah. only reason that why the Lion King one is happening is because the Jungle Book was such a big success, and they were like, "John Favreau, make us a Lion King, make yeah. us a Lion." Sometimes the live action ones can be good. Like I, I did kind of enjoy the Beauty and the Beast one, and the Aladdin one. Like I said like everyone was asking for it all over twitter people were like hey disney you should do this and this so i get why they're doing the aladdin one the lion king one i'm still not like lion king was pretty much perfect how it is you don't need to mess with that Um, so as i said disney and a half this movie is half disney now but it's mostly fox uh the disney fox merger just went through a few weeks ago which means disney now owns a lot of fox properties which means they've also taken over the tail end of x-men dark phoenix yeah so now the um, X-Men movies have a record for being like, like three of them only being good, and there's like yeah. seven of them. Well, two yeah. of them being good, maybe. Days of Future Past and X-Men 1. X-Men 2's okay, but that's really it. Apocalypse is not very good. First Class is not very good. Mm. The Wolverine movies are not very good. Oh, I liked Logan. Logan was good. Logan was amazing. Logan was fantastic and phenomenal and deserved a lot more credit than it got. Yeah, Logan was amazing. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of the best superhero movies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, now it means that Disney has all these characters, and I think they're going to try and wrap up the X-Men franchise this is to where? try to work it into the MCU. Yeah, they're going to wrap, they're going to recast yeah. the X-Men. Because this is where it ends. As we were talking about in our last episode about the MCU, which you can check it out if you want to know what we were talking about, we were just kind of going over what's in the future of the mm-hmm. MCU, and they've already kind of pulled out all of the, the big guys that they had, yeah. you know, Iron Man, Captain America, we've seen them all. So like, what's next? Are they just going to turn to their lesser known characters? 
But now with the X-Men, they can start to kind of introduce them in there. They probably they did announce, though, this last week that they won't be doing it until the end of Phase 4, beginning yeah. of Phase 5. So we do have a while to go. But um, this movie, uh, once again, X-Men has a, a track record of this, of having a good trailer, and then it's not really that great. But the yeah. movie looks okay. It looks decent. I, I want to see it. Yeah. I think it'll be fine. And I it's the love last one. Sophie Turner. Right? She is great. She is fantastic. Great. One and of the like, reasons why I need to watch Game of Thrones is she yeah. is a fantastic actress. Even the cast is just so great. Like, I love all the actors involved in X-Men. But like you said, like, Apocalypse was kind of a bit of a letdown. Actually, a lot of a letdown. But, like, I feel like there is promise for there to for it to be good. But I wouldn't be surprised if it just turned out as yeah. mediocre. It's Brian Singer. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. It's Brian Singer. So you don't really know... What you're getting. I do like McAvoy's Patrick Stewart. Um, I love Patrick McAvoy. Stewart. I like his McAvoy's He's, Professor X. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Same with um, Michael Fassbender as Magneto. Yeah. I really like that. And you Good can casting. really tell that just Jennifer Lawrence was just like, okay, I've signed on for this, so I have to. But she. I was going to say, she doesn't, she doesn't, want, she doesn't want to so be so into anymore. it. Yeah. Not, not as much as she used to be. Yeah, and then Evan Peters, too. Yep, so for all of you Quicksilver fans who love watching those scenes, this is probably going to be the last one you're going to see for a long time. Same thing with the cool Nightcrawler teleportation scenes. True, yeah. And so buckle up for one last road of that. Love his Quicksilver. For the next few years. So we'll see what happens with that movie. It'll either either break even at the box office or flop. It can go either way, I I think. I have a feeling it might flop because the last ones haven't been great. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I have a feeling that this one won't be great, so it won't get great reviews. And plus, since Fox has just sold it all to Disney and they're rebooting it, everybody's like, so what's the point? Yeah, nobody, you know, Fox isn't, you know, spending a ton Mm -hmm. on advertising. Disney isn't. Plus, with all of where the MCU's going, it just kind of seems like in the background Mm -hmm. franchise, it's not anybody's, like, favorite or most hyped up movie of the year. Mm -hmm. And now, Ava, we reach The Crown Jewel, probably the movie I'm most excited for this Ooh, summer. Um, a movie that not only will we do a review for later this summer, but we're going to have an entire lead-up episode, too. We're talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth film by Quentin Tarantino, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie, his own story sending around the time of the Manson murders. Yeah, so this movie is so exciting. I'm so excited for it. And I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino has gone on the record saying he's only going to do 10 movies. Yeah. Yeah, so this means that this could be the, this well, is probably the his, second his last ten, one. His 10 written and directed by his own, because he has, yeah, he, he's he has a few more directing ones. credits yeah. around. But. but just, like, the cast is so great. Even the story, like, I'm, I'm kind of confused on the premise, but I don't need to know all the plot lines before I see the movie. But you there really is talk don't. that it's about an actor and what is it, his stunt double? His stunt double. It's and they're doing a movie about the chart, like something like that. They're no, it's a... around the time. So it takes place in the 60s during the Manson murders right. because Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I'm not like certain on the plot points, mm-hmm. but it looks so good. The trailer just looks phenomenal. And anything by Tarant- Tarantino is automatically like, yeah, I'm seeing that. Yeah. This is the movie I'm most excited about. I haven't this summer, hated definitely. any of his films. I know Hateful Eight got a lot of mixed, but I, I love think it's, I, I thought it was fantastic. I'm going to be honest, I'm not a huge Kill Bill person. 
I don't know. It just wasn't for me. I but think it's because I, still good. I think it's because the studio made him split it up into two pieces. I think if it was a full movie with an intermission, it would have been fine. Yeah. But just because like that second one is more of like the falling action. The first one is your rising action and your climax. The second one's your falling action and your conclusion. Mm-hmm. So it's not like that. It just kind of left me feeling like yeah, there like needed the, to be more. Especially after that fight scene with the crazy eighty eight. Yeah. That's the thing. But um I I, I do love Kill Bill though. Yeah. I, I love the directing. I also love how someone like Tarantino can take something that in these days would be a meme and it was adapted as a meme, just the alarm sound in Kill Bill whenever something like was yeah. gonna happen. He can just put that in there and well if just like Scorsese did that, you'd be like the it's fuck Scorsese, but with Tarantino, it's beautiful and it fits. He can do so well. whatever he wants and makes it work. And what I mm-hmm. love so much about Quentin Tarantino is you watch his movies and you know that he's a movie lover. Mm-hmm. He's one of those, not even just directors, any artists that kind of take ideas from all of their inspirations and turn them into something they like of their own. You can't watch a Quentin Tarantino movie and be like, oh yeah, everything here is totally original. But there is no one else out there doing it the same way he is. There isn't. Because he takes the best elements out of everyone that he admires, and you can tell who it is, and turns it and adds his own mix into it. And it's just, oh, his movies are so good. Everything's so great about them. But yeah, I'm so excited for this movie. And I think that's also why if you, if anybody asks you to describe his directing style, it's, it's Tarantino. Yeah. He's There's very Tarantino. Tarantino. If you describe mm-hmm. someone else's directing style, you can even say, oh yeah, they've got a little bit of Tarantino in there. It's mm-hmm. become an adjective because there's literally no other director out there yeah. like him. And uh, so I'm excited to see, because Hateful Eight came out 2015, I think. It, it was 2016. Yeah, 2015. It was 2015, yeah. Hateful Eight came out. So this is a good four years later. It's been a while, yeah. yeah. So I'm really excited to see what he's got for us. Yeah, story. and especially the cast. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Leonardo DiCaprio was in Django Unchained and did a fantastic job that's one of my favorite leo roles ever should have gotten he, he was a fantastic villain yeah so like him and tarantino again is just great and mm-hmm. leo dicaprio and margot robbie were in the wolf of wall street together and they had mm-hmm. great chemistry they acted so well together i love that movie and brad pitt is fantastic and oh, glorious bastards pitt. yeah so these are three great stars that we already know have done great things these are like three of the biggest names in hollywood mm-hmm. coming together for one movie it's yeah. great it's gonna be fantastic yeah but I I have such high hopes, and I I really think that they're still going to be knocked out of the park. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm excited about this. Same. So that's all we have for you today. Yeah. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this conversation. We kept it a little short for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to talk more about this or just see what we've got coming up, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Twenty First Century Cinema. Give us yep. a follow. You can also follow us on Instagram on our respective accounts. I'm at the one and only JDV with underscores in between each word. And I'm at Ava Carvello. Carvello only has one L in it for those <laughs> who keep making that mistake. Um, I also quickly want to, before we get to our news about next weekend, some other news we have, I want to give a shout out, um, of course, to our main de- viewer base, which is our friends and family here in Ontario. But we've gotten some viewership outside in the Netherlands, yeah. the UK, columbus ohio and specific california in california we have randomly in the last month just gotten a splurge of viewers from these areas so i just want to shout out our international viewers thanks for listening um hopefully you're enjoying it and you want to keep listening that's exciting yeah uh so as you guys know we're doing this podcast in our own free time uh doing a podcast like this does require a little bit of funding so we have launched a patreon we are going to start bringing the podcast levels up a little bit this summer we're going to be getting a little bit of new equipment so if you wanted to just support us even just a 
yeah. little bit of money, we'd appreciate it. It would so help you... the sound quality. Even mm-hmm. the episodes might be a little bit more frequent, a bit more structured. And they can be longer. And they can be longer. Uh, I feel like someone out there yeah. rolled their eyes, though, at that. Like, no, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Long um, enough already. Yeah, but... They're already tired of listening to our voice yeah. at 30 minutes in. But um, go on www.patreon.com slash TFCC. Uh, it'll also be linked on the Instagram. Yep. So check that out if you can support us we'd appreciate it if not just keep listening we love you listening anyways yeah thank you so much and finally our next episode which will be in two weeks uh me and ava are both going on some vacations uh, over the next few, week and a half so we don't have that much time to do a new episode <laughs> yeah, next week Sorry so we're gonna that. be doing our first movie review exciting the, the big one we're doing avengers endgame guys yep. so we're both gonna be able to see it in our free time hopefully and then we're going to come together and we're going to we'll kind of talk about it. We'll break it down, say mm-hmm. if it was good or not in our opinion, if anyone cares, mm-hmm. and then talk about where the MCU will go from there mm-hmm. because it's it'll be a huge turning point. It I can only imagine will. what can happen. And we'll have a lot more information, especially with Spider Man oh, coming up. Yeah, of we'll course. finally know if Tony's dead or not. I'm still I'm voting <laughs> dead. I'm voting dead, guys. I think I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah. So make sure to tune into that. So make sure you go out and you see Endgame right away because I don't want to spoil it for you, but we also we can't really hold back on spoilers on a review. Yeah. So uh, go see Endgame. Thank you so much for supporting us, and we'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye.